Well, hello, fellow travelers. Thank you for joining once again on the Unbroken Ground. My name is Paul. This is episode 33. Um, the title is going to be Spiritual, Spiritual EKG. Um, I preach today, and so I am going to basically, instead of trying to rack my brain about what to talk about, I'm going to talk about my sermon and uh, kind of give a an expanded or maybe not as expanded version of that uh, for the podcast. So... Um, the sermon was not recorded this morning, so this will be the only living document of, of what I said. So yeah, that's what we're going with today. Um, we'll be looking at Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24. Uh, I do highly recommend reading the whole Psalm of 139, uh, cause it has a lot of good stuff in it. But, uh, the verses that I'm specifically going to be referencing are the last two. Uh, as always, you can find me on Facebook, uh, forward slash the unbroken ground, uh, um, email is theunbrokenground at gmail.com, and you can also always find me on um, Instagram at theunbrokenground. So yeah, here we go. Going to jump in and just uh, uh, expand a little bit, talk a little bit, do my, my sermon for you guys here as a podcast. So the reason that uh, I'm calling this the spiritual EKG is because I think that what David, uh, King David, is talking about here in Psalm 139 is actually a, a clear examination of, of our hearts and how we too can be like David and be known as people who are after God's heart, that, that we would be so close to um, David and the way that he lived because that is because it's remarkable um, that 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 someone would be called that that somebody would be called someone who is after God's own heart and and so what we have in David in in this psalm I believe is kind of a a, a test a spiritual test or or spiritual examination uh, for us to understand how we too can be uh, people after God's own heart um, you know uh, this this past four weeks. Um, I have been dealing with an ear issue. Uh, I just have not been able to hear, um, and I don't like going to the doctor. Um, I I don't. Um, I try to avoid that at all cost. Uh, I also try to avoid googling it because I'm sure that it'll come up that I just have some kind of ear cancer. Um, worst case scenario, probably going to be dead in the next two minutes. But um, but but here's the deal. I just it sounded. I just continued to to stay I tried to fix it my on my own by my own self through my methods so I took medication I, I took some sinuses stuff to clear out my sinuses I took mucinex to kind of kind of clear that out um even went to the chiropractor and and had when I was having my back um adjusted I was like hey you got anything for a stopped up ear and he goes yeah and so he jerked my earlobe down and it, it seemed to help uh but by Thursday of this past week I just could not I just it just wouldn't go away and, and I thought okay um, I, you know, ears are, are, I like to hear things. Uh, I like to have good hearing, um, and I'm not old enough to be losing my hearing. So I was like, all right, I want to make sure that I take care of this. Cause I, I don't want to have bad hearing or poor hearing. I've always had good ears. And so, um, ended up going into a walk-in clinic. And the cool thing about that is, you know, if you're if you're a doctor, um, you have a, a, a special set of skills, uh, a special set of tools that you've learned how to use that you can see what's going on on the inside. Um, and, and in this case, she looked at my right ear and she was like, ah, nope, that looks good. We agreed on that. And then she looked at my left ear and she goes, 
ah, I see the problem. And what had happened is I just had a buildup of earwax. I'd never had that before. Never, I mean, I've had earwax before, but never had it to where it, it blocked. She said it was completely blocking my um, ear canal, which caused me to seem like I, I was having a hard time hearing things, uh, feeling like my, my hearing was blocked. And so it made sense. So they got the, the special uh, thing to shoot water into it with some peroxide and some, some warm water and, and knocked it all out and, and uh, fixed it. Um, and you know, I, I, I had my ways of trying to fix it. I, I tried to figure out what it was. I thought I knew, um, but, uh, but I was wrong. Um, I didn't know. Um, and only because, um, the, there was a doctor who could look and see, um, what was going on on the end side was, was, was I ever able to get relief and able to get fixed. Um, and, and the same way, the same thing happens with us. Um, we, we need a spiritual test. We need to, we need a test. We need to ask someone who can, can see what's going on on the inside. Uh, we, we, we can, I think like David, um, David understood that, that he wanted to be fully aligned with who God was. He wanted his life to reflect fully, um, what, what God, God's heart was. And, and God, you know, again, uh, said such, such great things about him and would say that, yes, here's a man after my own heart, um, which is, wow, amazing to that, that, um, Anybody would be that would be said about anyone, uh, but but yeah, that that we too could could ex- to aspire to that, to aspire to be people who are known to be after God's very heart, to know God so much that our heart reflects the very heart of God, um, and so we need a we need that spiritual examination, we need the spiritual EKG to test our heartbeat, to 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 test our heartbeat, to make sure our heart is working correctly that we're on the right path, that we're on the same page, that we're totally in agreement with who God is. And, and the whole book of, uh, the whole, the whole uh, Psalm 139 is really about that. Um, but I think that, that you can really just narrow it down to the last two verses um, and find, uh, I think, three steps to this spiritual test, uh, the spiritual EKG. So the first one um, is just to invite God to know you. Um, you can't hide from God. Uh, that the one, Psalm one thirty nine makes that very clear. If you lay down, He knows where you lay down. If you you get up, He knows you're getting up. You can't hide from God. But I think a lot of times um, we're very um, hesitant to fully be fully aware and present with God because we know our hearts, and we are afraid that if God, if we if we um, all together acknowledge what it is that's in our hearts, the good and the bad and the ugly, that God um, would be offended or, or would not like us or would not want to know us. Um, but, but what we have to remember is that God, you can't hide anything from God. God already knows your thoughts. He already knows your heart. He knows you. And so when, when you get to the place where... Um, you don't pretend with God. Like, you you know, you, um, we, we can have that. We're very standoffish with God where we go, oh, holy God, holy Father, you are, uh, thou name is mighty. And, and, um, and I seek the, to see your, be- whatever you might do, that's, that's really saying, I want, yes, God, we can be, we can be together, we can talk, but I, but I don't want us to talk about, anything that really matters. I don't want to go deeper than the surface because 
I'm not good. I'm not good in there. There are things in there that I am ashamed of. There's things that that I would rather have not said, thought, done. Um, and if you knew God, um, you wouldn't want to be around me. And and that's the thing about God and and who and what Paul tells us about him. That's just so amazing. That's where his grace is so amazing. It says that that in Romans it says God says, "Hey, I I loved you when you were an enemy." I mean, just think about that. You were, you were, um, even before you could do anything to, to, to make God love you, you were against God. You were, you were totally an enemy of God and God said, I I love you. And, and so in honest truth, there's nothing you can do to make God love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. Now he loves you and he knows you. But we, even though that's true, um, a lot of times we can hold things back in our relationship with God. We can hold parts of our hearts back because we, we are afraid of those parts that God might change them, um, that God might, uh, sometimes maybe we're a little bit like um, uh, Jonah in, in that we know that if we give God those things, then some of those things we've been holding on to, the anger and the revenge and the bitterness, we'll have to give them up because there's no place for those things when God says, all right, I'm coming in, I'm sweeping out, taking over, I'm getting rid of all those things. And you have to give them up and you're like, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to because of forgiveness and things like that, the hurt. I'm not sure I'm ready to give those things up. And so we keep those things. And so God, and we talk about God, and we're like, God, here's the things you can see, but let's not talk about the things I don't want to give up or I don't want you to see. And the the, the truth is, is that um, he is, um, because he is, he is a gentleman, uh, because he is who he is, um, he won't demand that you that you um, let him in. He will allow. He will go as far as you allow him. He will know you, and he will sh- he will he will be. He he will know you as far as you allow. And so David says, "I want you to know everything. Search my heart. Know my heart. Know me. Know me. I want you to know me." And and that's what God wants too. And He sent Jesus to die. To repair that relationship. Jesus lived a perfect life. He died and was resurrected, defeating death, defeating uh, sin, so that we could have a relationship based on Jesus's faithfulness. And as we as we make that, as we believe that is ours, that when God looks at us, he doesn't see the, the things that we missed the mark. He doesn't see the things that are ugly. He doesn't see the things that we haven't quite got right yet. Instead, he sees Jesus's faithfulness and he says, you are my child. I love you. He wants you to be redeemed. Paul says that that God wants no man to to uh, live without him. That Peter, you know, first Peter says God's not slow as as some would say, but he's patient because he wants all men to come to know him. Um, and, and so that's why when he says, oh, well, how come he hasn't come again? Because he's, he, he's, he was, he's wanting the full measure of men to come, men and women to come and know him. And, and then the, the last part of that is like, God, because God loves you, just the way you are. I love there's a, there's a quote from by Max Licato. He's a famous author. And, and uh, my favorite quote that he has is, um, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. 
God loves you just the way you are. There's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less. You can't. You can do all the good works of the world that will not make God love you any more than He does right now. He has a full, complete love for you right now. But and and then the the, the other side of that, none of your sin makes Him love you any less. But here's the thing: God loves you just as you are, but He knows He can see what you can be what you can become. And because he loves you, he wants to see that happen. He wants to see that happen. And so he wants to see you grow. Because he loves you, he doesn't want to leave you just where you're at. He wants to see you develop that heart, just like David had to say that you have a heart that's after God's own heart. So that's the first thing. Invite God to know you. Invite God to say, God, I want you to know my full heart, and I want to be known by you, and I want to know you. That's the first step. The first step there is, God, let, let me in. Let me let you in so that, that you can know me, and I can know you. Uh, the second part of that, Paul, David says this. He says, um, first part of that was, search me, O God, and know my heart. Second part of, the, of verse 23 is, treat, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. So this is, this is the thing. Then the second part of this is invite God to show you. Uh, since the garden, we have, as people, have tried to hide from God. That was the first reaction that the Adam and Eve have. When, when they take the fruit of, they take and they eat the fruit of evil, um, they realize that they're naked. Uh, they realize that they've sinned. And so the first thing they try to do is hide from God. God comes to the garden, and he says, where are you guys? And, and, and Adam says, we, we were afraid, and so we hid. And I think like we, we, we have a hard time escaping that. We have, a hard time, um, we have a hard time coming back to God and saying, I'm not afraid because I know your love for me. I don't have to because perfect love cast out that fear. But we live in the fear of this idea, I think, that that our heart, our flesh, our sin tells us, it says that God won't love you. And so we hide. We hide because we are, are not good enough. Uh, we hide because we failed. The, the amazing thing about, about King David is, is that there's so many things we know about him, both good, bad, and ugly. Like we, we both, all the things, we know that, that, that he slayed Goliath in, in great honor and in ways to honor God. And we also know that he committed adultery and then had the husband of the wife he committed adultery with killed, assassinated, really. Um, and, and yet God still says, there's David, my servant, a man after my own heart. Um, David, David stands before God and says, I'm, I'm not holding anything back. You, you look in, you look into my heart and you search it and you test it and you, you tell me, you tell me, you show me, God, where my heart doesn't line up with yours. Search me, reveal to me anything that's unpleasing to you. I think that whole, ah, uh, that whole idea, um, is disconcerting because a lot of times we don't actually want to know what's going on that's wrong. Like we, we don't like feedback like that. We don't like feedback that's like, oh, I've, now I've got to change. Um, we don't like to be vulnerable because if you're going to um, ask God to, to know you and to show you where, where you are falling short or where your heart doesn't, doesn't beat, fully as God wants you to want it to, then you also have to be willing to be humble enough to hear God and change 
and and be willing to um, admit where you're wrong, admit where you fall short, admit that you aren't uh, fully yet uh, haven't fully yet become the person that God wants you to be. Doesn't that you don't fully have the heart yet, and we won't. Until we see, until we get to heaven, or until we see Jesus return, like we won't have perfection. But we, but we're called to live towards that because that's that's why we are here still on this earth. Is that we are we are proclaiming God's goodness by how we live, and the way that we live is every day we're is we're we're going deeper and trying to find um, the, uh, the the who God wants us to be. Um, so so don't ask like let's let's not be foolish. Jesus says this. He says, says if you're going to build a tower, sit down and count the cost uh, because you don't want to be a guy who has built half a tower. Or if you're going to go fight an, uh, an army um, and um, you go out, count how many soldiers you have, right? Like if, the, if you're outnumbered, go and make a peace offering um, because you it's, don't, don't be foolish about this. And so, so again, if, if you're going to say, all right, God, I want you to seek my heart. Show me where I can be better. Then you have to be willing to hear that and then being willing to change. You have to be willing to work on it. You have to be willing. Um, you you have to be ready to see where God's going to point out the things in your heart that aren't right yet. The things in your heart, the places that you aren't fully living, that you haven't fully given over to him, that you haven't surrendered in your heart, that you've been holding on to. And so if you're not willing to do that, don't ask to be shown that because you're, that's just going to bring heartache. Um, the good news is, is that change doesn't have to come under your own power. Um, instead, the willingness is, is to allow the Holy Spirit to come and, and to change you and to make you into the, the person that God wants you to be. When Jesus died, he was resurrected. He came back and the disciples were super stoked about that because Jesus de- was dead and now he's back. But 40 days later, he's like, I'm going back to heaven. I'm going, I'm ascending. I'm, go- I'm leaving this plane of reality. I'm going to, to where my father is. And the disciples were sad. And, and it makes sense, right? It's like, but, but Jesus, you you rose from the dead. You're you're appearing, disappearing, you're reappearing. That's awesome. We want you to stay here. And Jesus says, it's actually better if I don't, um, because when I leave, the Holy Spirit comes. Uh, and and what happens with the Holy Spirit is that we have when we when when we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we ask Him into our heart. The Holy Spirit, God Himself, comes to live in our heart. And, and then when we want to change, when we want to, to get our heart correct and right and get it going through correct direction, we actually don't have to do it under our power. We have the, the, the strength of the Holy Spirit to ask it to come in and change who we are. Because, because, he, because the Holy Spirit is really what's going to come in and change you. You can't even do it. It's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you where you need to change and then give you the strength to do that. It's, it's like going to the doctor for me. I, I could not have imagined what was wrong with my ear. But the, but, but the doctor looked in, saw it, and then, and then fixed it. And, and all I had to do was be willing to be there, to be a part of it. And, and in the same way, the Holy Spirit, if we, if we truly, our hearts are broken and we say, yes, God, I need to change. I want to change. Show me, know me, show me where I need to change and allow the Holy Spirit to work. That's, that's how that's done. That's what, that's how God wants to change you. That's how God brings about change is that the Holy Spirit would work in your heart. But again, 
the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, they're they're not going to um, counteract your free will. They're not they're not just going to be like, well, all right, let me fix you, and then just just totally override everything about you. No, instead, you 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 invite that in. And then you, then you work with it. God wants to partner with you. And he wants to give you the power. He wants to give you the strength. He wants to give you the, the desire. He wants to give that to you through the Holy Spirit. He wants you to have that power. But he's not going to force you to take it on. And he's not going to force you to change. So you have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. And finally, the last part of, uh, of verse 24 says this. It says, And lead me in the way everlasting. Um, I mean, and that's, that's the, that's the whole goal. Uh, we want to, to, to live this life, um, not for the temporary, but for that which lasts forever. Um, and, and I think God's leading is just so important here. And I, and, and it really actually reminds me of this story in Exodus chapter 33. Um, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite stories because I think it just has such a funny, um, part to it, um, that, uh, that, that, uh, you've probably heard before, but I'm going to go quickly through it again. Um, the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness. Um, we've stopped and they're camping. Uh, Moses has gone up to get the Ten Commandments, and he's been gone for, for quite some time. And so the Israelites who have spiritual ADHD, uh, this camp, they just can't keep it together. And they, go, they come to Aaron and they go, Aaron, obviously Moses is dead. So, um, we're out here in the wilderness. Let's make us some gods. And so Aaron goes, all right, well, bring me your gold. And so they brought him the gold, and he melted it down and, and shaped it to a calf. Um, and this made God very angry um, because, well, uh, he's just given out the Ten Commandments. And the first one is you shall not have any other god other than God. Um, so he gets angry, and the, and the, and the, uh, the first Ten Commandments tablets gets broken, and Moses goes back down the hill to find out what's going on. Moses gets down. This is my favorite part. Moses gets down. And he's like, Aaron, dude, what is going on? And Aaron goes, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I, uh, we thought you were dead. I put this uh, gold in the fire and mm, pop this calf. Uh, and, and God's anger was just so strong. And, and, and so God and Moses have this conversation. And he says, and, and God says, Moses, you, you have to go on. Uh, you still you go to the promised land. Go go take on everything. You go go to where I said you were gonna where I was gonna send you. Go on, take off, get out of here. Um, but I'm not going with you. And and um, and Moses knew that that was not gonna work. Um, and so in in. Uh, in first 19 in chapter 33 starting there moses has this conversation with god and moses says this he says god if you want me to go somewhere then tell me who you're going to send with me because if your presence doesn't go i'm not going it's what's the point what's the point the only thing that that's different about who we are as a people is your presence and and if your presence isn't going to go before us and with us and among us um i don't want to go because these are your people and 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 we're only um we're only people can only see that because of your presence and so if your presence is not going to go i'm not going to go if you're not leading me if you're not going in front of and with us then i i'm just going to stay right here and so god says all right moses um I, I will go with you. My presence will go with you. And, and I think that this is in the very same sense that um, 
what David is asking here, which is that that God, you you know the the ways everlasting. You know life everlasting. Teach me those ways. Lead me then to that. God, I don't want to just do whatever. Um, I don't want to just have my own agenda and, and say, all right, God, I want to do this. Um, I'm going to make your name great, so I'm going to drag you along with me. And so I'm going to go over here and do X, Y, and Z, whatever that might be. And, and you can just come along and join me. And God, come bless this. Come, come bless my, my activity. Come be, and when really, which should be the opposite of saying, God, I, I don't want to go anywhere that you're not leading me. I, I cannot go somewhere you're not leading me because what's the point? You know what makes a difference about who I am as a person? It's your Holy Spirit living in me. It's your presence. It's your presence that is the only thing that makes me different from anyone else. And so if you're not going to go, I'm not going to go. If you're not going to lead me, I'm not going to go there. Don't send me someplace that your presence isn't going to be because I don't want to be outside your presence. And so David says, God, I want you to know who I am. And I want you to show me where I can be more like you, where I, where I fall short in my heart. Peel back those layers. Take away all the burden, those 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 walls and those barriers that I, that I put up to, to distance myself from you, drag those away and then lead me, show me, take me to the place. Paul talks about it this way. He says that we are to build upon a foundation, that foundation being Jesus Christ. We are to build upon a foundation with materials that will be everlasting, the gold and silver and metals and those things, that as, that as they are judged as though they are passing through a fire, those things will, will still be there, while there's the things that we while the things that we build with wood and and uh, shaft and uh, other other type materials like that will will, will burn away, he um, says, build with the things that last. Build with the things that last. Build with the everlasting things. And so that's our that's our challenge: is that that we have a foundation that's Jesus, and then we're to build on that with with eternal materials. We're to do that which it matters eternally. Um, we're to to focus on. Being in the presence, following God, and doing the work that that matters eternally—that's that's what we're called to do. And so, I so so that is um, just I think the ways that we can have a spiritual EKG, a test to know where are we headed, where should we be headed, where have we gone wrong, like to really open up and to know our hearts. Um, we need the Holy Spirit. Because it has the power and the tools to see and to know and to reveal and to show what's going on in the heart. And we need to, to learn how to rest and, and rely on that and be willing to say, God, I, I, am, I, I need you to, to know me and, and just, God, truly, I want to stand before you. And you show me, God, where I fall short of your glory so that I can follow after you only to the places you want me to go, that you will lead me to the places that your presence will go because your presence, your presence, Lord, is the only thing that I seek. I, I don't want glory for my name. I don't want numbers for my name. I don't want uh, accomplishments for my name. I want glory for your name, God. And and only way I can bring glory to you is to, to live where your presence is. So that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the uh, prayer. That, that I give to you, the challenge I give to you this week, is each day find a way to say those three questions. 
Um, doesn't have to be the way I've said it. I said it this way to hope, hopefully to uh, be a little easier to remind you, but it's, it's this. God, know me. God, show me. And God, lead me. God, let's have an honest conversation about my heart. Know me. And, I, and, and, and let me see me. And don't let me hide. Because um, I have a tendency. I want to hide. I want to hide the things. But God, don't let me hide. And two, God, show me. And, and because you know me, because I'm not hiding anything, then God, you can reveal to me in my heart where I fall short of your standard, your glory. God, and then give me the power to change. Allow me to be willing to change. And the, thir- the third thing is, God, lead me. God, I want to go where you want me to go. I want to follow your leading. I want to follow your footsteps. I want to be in your presence. Show me, take me to where I am doing your will, living in your presence, because you're the only thing that makes me different than anybody else. So that's the challenge. You don't have to say those words exactly, but, but, but something along those lines that helps you um, invite God to know your heart and, and reveal your heart to you and, to, and to, to agree with God where you can, can, can improve and be better um, and, and, then, and then follow him. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. You can ask all these things. You can, you can, you can get answers to all these questions. You can, get, you can be told all the things that you want to be told. But will you do what he calls you to do? Or will you, like the rich young man, walk away in disappointment because you weren't ready to do what it takes? You weren't willing. God, God, would, God would, could show you and you would turn away because you weren't ready to do what it takes to change. So that's the challenge this week. God, show me. God, know me, show me, and lead me. And God, allow me to be willing and humble, ready to see where I can change and be more like the person you want to be so that I, I too, like David, might be known as someone who has a heart after God's own. That God and I, we find ourselves on the same page, the same wavelength. I know God's heart and he knows mine. What an amazing thing to be able to say about someone. What an amazing thing it must have been for David to hear that. And what an amazing thing it is to think that God wants us to know him in the same way. That he wants us to be people with hearts that are after his. Be blessed this week. Pray those things. Let me know how it goes. And may God direct your path this week into his presence.